our listeners out there. This is biography episode two. We uh, we released biography episode one, which was about yours truly. And this one is now going to be all about Michael. Spotlight on you. All right. Muscle hamster. How you feeling? Feel good. Yeah. Yeah, this is the most prepared I've ever been because I know the answers to these questions. You know the answer to every single question. So listeners, in case you missed the last one, we're doing this because uh, we just wanted to kind of put ourselves out there, especially for listeners who don't know us. We we do have a lot of listeners who know us personally and uh, know what we're all about, and we love those fans. But we also love fans who we've never met and have no idea who we are, and we want you guys to feel like you know who we are a little bit better. Um, So we've had, obviously, several episodes, and we've talked to lots of different people about lots of different things, but we thought these these bio episodes would just kind of give you guys a better sense of who you are listening to, and maybe, hopefully, make you want to listen even more. (laughs) We hope so. Or feel like you're my friend. Yeah, that's right, exactly. We just want this to feel very familial- uh, for you. So in the spirit of that, let's let's dig in. And we're going to start, Michael, with the question, what's your deal? Tell us your timeline from from birth to now. Uh, I was born in February 1980. I grew up in Gaithersburg, Maryland, which is about 20 miles northwest of Washington, D.C. I lived there from zero to 18. Wow. And my parents still live in that same house. Okay. I went off to college in York, Pennsylvania. How far is that from home? 94 miles. Not far. No. Okay. Not too far. Under two hours, maybe. Yeah, that's about how far I was from home yeah. during college. So when you, did you go back home like for holidays and sure. stuff? And was your room like the way it was when you were a kid? Yeah, it's still pretty close. <laughs> it's not awesome. that far off. That's awesome. Currently. I was there, and then I moved back in with my parents for two years. After after your four years after of college? After four years of college. Okay. Then I moved to the sprawling metropolis that is Columbia, Pennsylvania. Columbia, Pennsylvania. Population probably 12,000. Okay. I moved into a horse barn with some of the guys I went to college with. <laughs> really? Yeah. I lived in the Seriously? attic of a horse barn. Yeah. Was there hay and stuff? No. Oh. It was like a Civil War horse barn that <laughs> the owners had made into apartments. <laughs> okay. But it, it looked like a horse barn. Okay. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. Uh, But I didn't have any money or a good job, so I lived in the attic of the horse barn. Because it was cheap. I lived with one of the guys I was in a fraternity with. Yeah. And he charged me $125 a month. Oh, that's a sweet deal. And the and bills, my share of the bills. Sure, sure, sure. But still, that's sweet. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But he got a bedroom and an office, and I got the attic. Was he paying more than you? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, a good deal you know, more. it is what it is. Yeah. From there, I got my master. I applied to Millersville University, and I got in, and I went start working my master's degree mm-hmm. after, like, two classes. I was like, dang, this graduate school is amazing. <laughs> I wonder if I could do, do this for the rest of my life. Do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what ended up happening. I <laughs> uh, wonder if I could do this full time. So I filled out a form to be getting a graduate assistantship. Okay. I had two interviews. One was for the history department, which was part time. Okay. And one of the people interviewing me was named Dr. Kevorkian. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Any relation? No. Okay. Dr. Kevorkian, the one who interviewed me, was named Tanya Kevorkian. Okay. No Uncle Jack there? I never worked up the nerve to ask. (laughs) 
You never know then. Maybe she was related. (laughs) Maybe. And one was for the housing department. Okay. So I didn't get the one for the history department. I got the one for the housing department. So I was 26 and I moved into a freshman residence hall. Heck yeah. In an apartment in a freshman residence hall. But you weren't like an RA. No, I was the GA. I was the head of the building. Head of the whole building. Did you have to deal with stupid, dumb, drunk dudes? Sure. Yeah. So I lived in a freshman residence hall from 26 to 28. Okay. When I finished my master's degree, I knew I wanted to go on for more schooling, but I wasn't organized enough to do it. So like the only (laughs) talent I had was hall directing. Sure. So I got a job hall directing at Texas A&M. Okay. So I, me and my homie Uncle Pease, who was a frequent contributor to our Twitter... Shout out to Uncle Pease. Yeah, shout out to Uncle Pease. Uh, we packed up all my stuff and drove from his house in, in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania to College Station, Texas. Okay. Which is three solid days. Yeah. Uh, I was in College Station for a year, and then I got accepted to the University of Memphis. It's 2009. I was... 2009, I was 29. Mm-hmm. I had so little stuff to move from College Station to Memphis, which is like... Eight hour drive. Mm-hmm. I loaded up. I had a 1999 Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. Not a huge vehicle. No. I packed that with what, you know, like the most immediate needs. Mm-hmm. And that you, everything you owned fit in that Corolla. Mostly, except for the books that I had amassed. Okay. And then I FedExed those. So <laughs> I was going to say, your book collection is pretty impressive. And I know you've been, you started that long before. Before I moved out of my parents' house. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, that was uh, that was one stage of it. Okay. So, I own no furniture, mm-hmm. no television, no refrigerator, mm-hmm. and I moved on to an apartment, uh, like a college-owned apartment at the University of Memphis mm-hmm. in 2009. In 2010, I met Lauren. We started dating in officially november of 2010 how'd you meet lauren i met lauren one of the first things that happened to me when i began my phd program was i was elected the president of the graduate uh african-american history association Mm -hmm. and the main job was plan the graduate history conference and lauren working in the conference and events that's right. She's an event planner. She's an event planner. That's and what so she does. One of the other people in her department called and said, like, do you need some help? And I was like, yeah, I need some help. I don't know how to plan a con. <laughs> I don't know anything. It was a match made in heaven. And I, it was like the first semester of my PhD program, and I was like completely overwhelmed with everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to plan. On top of all this, I'm trying to like plan this conference. And I rolled into Lauren's office and I, it was like 11 o'clock on Tuesday. I was still in my pajamas. Yeah. I showered in three days. <laughs> I was like completely pissed off at everything. And she's and was like, like who's this? She was like, ooh. Growl. No. no. I'm sure she was immediately attracted. Uh, yeah. There's nothing that says future husband like PJ pants at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm telling you, it's, you know what it is? It's confidence. I, Ladies are attracted to the confidence. I had a lot of confidence. There you go. That I wanted to move on from this meeting. <laughs> So I had a lot of it at the time. You were playing hard to get. That's what did it. I was playing busy and grumpy. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Then, and then when I walked in and she was like, hi, I, like, I should have showered. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. Uh, so that was, that was October. We started dating in November. And then we ended up getting married in May of 2014. All right. We got married late May. 
I finished my PhD two weeks beforehand. I walked across the stage. And those are like the busiest two weeks imagine, imaginable. Uh, yeah. Finishing my doctoral dissertation. And getting married. And getting married. That's a lot. It was a ton. Uh, I got a job in Tyler, Texas as a college professor. We were in Tyler, Texas for two years. Where's Tyler? Tyler is about two hours due east of Dallas. Okay. It's not very far from the Louisiana border. Got it. So you could actually be in Louisiana in like 45 minutes. Okay. So it's at the top of the state. Uh, we didn't like it in Tyler. So in 2016, <laughs> Lauren and I, we had to have like a sit down and discussion of like, we are only really two places you can move with no jobs, which is my parents or her parents. Mm-hmm. We decided we would move here to Greenville. Nice. Because her parents are here. My, her parents are here mm-hmm. and they were kind enough to take us. And for that year, 2016, 2017, uh, I lived with my in-laws yeah, how is that? It's great. My in-laws are great. It's just not what you want to be as a... Yeah, it's weird. It's awkward. Jerry and I lived with his grandmother and mother for a little bit. And it, yeah, as as nice as people can be, yeah. it's fine. It's just, yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> and I had spent 11 years in college. And then I was like, this is what I got. Yep. Sweet. All that work for this right here. This. Yeah. I certainly didn't need to <laughs> go through all that schooling for this. Right. Uh, yeah. So we lived with them for a year. You and I met at Next High School in yeah. July of 2017. We bought a house and we have settled in since then. Our most recent stuff at the Blum House is the pandemic. I Obviously, it was earth shattering for everybody. Sure. But it was more earth shattering for us. Yeah. Because the pandemic what probably kicked off like mid-March. Yeah, it was this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mid-May, we got a call that our adoption had come through. Yes. And so... so uh, Which is usually a very joyous occasion. Yeah, except... And it still was. It was, except for they called, DSS called, and they were like, hey, we have a child for you. Can you be ready in eight days? Right now. Yeah, but it wasn't eight days, and was it? No. And then they called... So three days later, they called back, and I'm like, uh, actually, can you be ready... <laughs> By Friday? Yeah. This is Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your time almost got cut in half there. Yeah, they cut our, our yeah. time in substantially. Mm-hmm. And so for the last, I don't know, 10 months, uh, I've been a dad. Yeah, you have. Uh, so, so, How uh, do you feel about that? I feel like I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Oh, but you know that every other dad feels like they have absolutely 100% of an idea of what they're doing. So you're the only one. Oh, good. You're the only, well, that makes me feel good. You're the only first dad who doesn't have any clue. No, of course. This is how, this is how it goes, right? Right. Like, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Nobody until, knows until what they're know doing. What you're doing. That's right. That's right. So that is the latest evolution of, uh, of things going on in my life, I would say. So that's the timeline. Wow. That's a lot. Yes. It's a lot of moving. Yes. A lot of movies. A lot of lugging those books around. A lot of lugging those books around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us how you would describe yourself in adjectives. So I think I am really interesting. Yeah, I would say that's true. Like, I think I'm the most interesting person most people know. <laughs> okay. But this is just blatantly not true. <laughs> No, I think it's probably true for some people. No, I probably not. I would put you up there. You're pretty interesting. You guys, I don't know if you know, but Blum rolls on that mat. I do. I do a lot of things that other people don't do. 
Yes. But I'm not sure other people care. This is why they don't think I'm very interested. Well, it's not about them not caring. It's that you just don't, you don't advertise this a lot right. and people don't know. So it's right. like, oh, Bloom does adver- what? I don't advertise it because they don't care. <laughs> That's what I've determined. Maybe they don't. I don't know. They don't. I do. You do. I think it's very cool. Because you're my dear, dear, dear friend. But most people don't care. (laughs) Um, The things I do that make me different from other people are I enjoy academic stuff. Oh, yeah. Like as a hobby. Heavy input, this guy. Yes. Like give him all the info. He'll absorb it. I'll read read academic books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perfectly good time Mm -hmm. for me. I like combat sports. Mm-hmm. I'm into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which yeah, is you like are. wrestling with strangleholds. I've been to Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu events with you. And yes. It's, well, you know, MMA. But like, it was really fun. It's fun to be at that with someone who knows what the hell is going on. Yes. Yeah. So I like that. But I am an introvert. For sure. And I am, I don't know. Yeah, I would say I think I'm really interesting, but I'm probably not actually very <laughs> I think you're more interesting than you're giving yourself credit for. That's for sure. That is for sure. I don't know anybody who's read as much as you and uh, can talk about. I mean, like most most subjects people bring up, you're like you you wait, you know, like you let people say their thing, and then all of a sudden you jump in with like, here's a very interesting historical fact about <laughs> what you guys were just talking about. Yes. And we're just like, what the hell? Where did that come from? And it's it's always awesome. It's like always very timely and interesting. All right, so you're introverted. You are academic. You are. I'm a nerd. A martial artist. Yeah, I'm a nerd. You are a nerd. You're very into hip hop yes. culture and old kind of, school rappings. Which, which is also like kind of an academic pursuit. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've made it a scholarly thing, which uh-huh. I think is awesome. And super nerdy. It's an ultra nerdy <laughs> thing to do. There are there are more nerdy things. I mean, you could be like a Civil War reenactor, you know? Like, yeah, I, I guess I could. This is way cooler than that to me. Hip hop is way cooler. Than yeah, that. I agree. All right. So you've described yourself. Uh-huh. How would Lauren describe you? Lauren would say that I am good hearted and I'm spacey. That's <laughs> what she would say. I can see her saying both of those things. She's, yes. We, she'll say, I'll find myself being like. Like looking at the counter and being like, oh, I wonder why people don't butter their French fries. You butter every. <laughs> like, what? The butter's already in there, man. It's called oil Should, and it's delicious. It is. But like, why wouldn't you put butter on it? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like with fried things, you don't butter fried things, you know? Why? There, there's already the, the grease is already in there. Butter is a form of grease, just like oil is. Yes. I feel like you're either going to do oil or butter. You know what I mean? Like if you put olive oil on bread you wouldn't also butter the bread why (laughs) i listen yeah trust me i've had bread with both on it and it's it's really good it's really good i'm saying yeah okay (laughs) so you eventually came over to my side i did okay convinced me you're right you're right butter everything to lauren what that looks like is not paying attention to what's going around me (laughs) if you're wondering those things instead of interacting with people i think you do okay i would not call you like socially awkward i'm a little socially awkward you you could be but like when you've been at my house with other people you interact with people it's not like you're it's not like you have to be dragged away from the bookshelf you know no Um, but there are often many situations where i don't know exactly what to do 
I think that's everybody. I do you know I think the difference between the extroverted and the introverted person is like we all don't know what to do in certain situations. Right. The extrovert will just try stuff. Like right. I'll just, you know, I'll see if this works. And the introvert also, is like, I'm not I'm not making a move until I'm sure right. of what's going and on. Also, I think being around people drains me. Uh, that's the introversion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I spend too much time around people, like, ugh. You got to go. I have to go sit yeah. by myself. Yeah. Whereas I could go all night. Like, I get sad. When people are over here from, like, 6 to midnight, I'm sad when people are leaving at midnight. Right. I'm just like, oh, man. I'd be like. Stay <laughs> longer. I know. You'd be like, oh, my God. It's four hours past when I wanted you to leave. I need to go to bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know my limits until I'm far past. Right. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. No, I, yeah, I think you, I think you do okay. But Lauren obviously sees more of that. I mean, Uh she's with you everywhere Uh that y'all go out. And so she sees all the little things. (laughs) So she would say good hearted and, and uh, spacey. spacey, Okay. Um, Because she's having to like remind you to do things or snap you out of. Snap uh, me out of, snap me out of staring at things. I'll do it when we drive. (laughs) Why are you going 52 in the left lane? Oh, oh, I would. Yeah, boy. Uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, man. Yeah, I would say some stuff to you about that. Yeah, a lot of, I get a lot of coaching. (laughs) Uh, Passenger seat coaching Uh slash driving yeah well if you're going 52 in the fast lane you deserve it for sure for sure okay tell me about the difference in your worldview between 21 and now 21 and 41 but i think at 21 i was much more focused on myself Mm. and i was really interested in what was best for me yeah and i i used to be really much more into attention and as, okay. as I've gotten older, I've become, I've tried to become much more monk-like. Monk-like. <laughs> yeah, where calm, yeah. still, uh-huh. thoughtful. You meditate. I meditate. Uh-huh. I sit. I read. That's, a, that's all good stuff. I become. Things go wrong. I become. You be calm. I love it. And the other thing we've tried, Lauren and I have tried to do is spend less time on ourselves and more time on others. Mm-hmm. So we are much more concerned with how we can make the world a better place. Okay. In our little sphere of influence. Sure. Yeah. Give Rep- me an example. So I know a guy who wrote a book. Yeah. And then I bought his book. Yeah. And, and I read it. There you go. And it was great. And then I wrote him a note on Facebook that Aww. said, hey, man, I read your book. It was really good. And he wrote back, <laughs> thanks for reading. Oh. This is not... You know, this is not a drastic change in the world, but right. I mean, probably he felt a little better. Sure. Uh, I bet he did. We always feel great when people say, hey, I listened to your episode. It was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things like, try and do things like that. Right. Like, okay, maybe I don't really want to read this dude's book, but I'm gonna, because like, if I wrote a book and put it out there, I would want people to read it. Right. Like, I get it. Yeah. And I did want to read it. It was interesting. Oh, you actually did want to read it. Okay. Yes. So it was a it, good book? It was, book was good, and it was about an interesting topic. Okay. Fair and enough. I know the guy who wrote it. Even if I didn't know him, I would still buy that book. Sure. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yes. If that friend of yours had written a book, and you bought it, and you read it, and you didn't like it... Would you still have written him a note? Probably. But you, what? How would you have gotten around like you didn't like the book? <laughs> oh, I just I read your book. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, all right, fair enough. 
I'm I'm all about I'm all about lying that that makes people feel good that's sure. not actually going to do any damage. Like there's no way that lies coming back around to like haunt anybody, you know? No. Okay. So what else? 20 between 21 and 41. You're you're more focused on other people. Is that basically it? That's the core of that's your worldview you now. Okay. And, and calm. Okay. Yes. More calm, more focused on others. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. We would hope there's there's positive changes between 21 I think and so. 41. <laughs> you can't spend your adult life focused on yourself. Right. I mean, you can. Uh, you can. It's just not going to be very rewarding in the end, I don't think. You know? And you're going to... You'll be perpetually 21. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. You know point. what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're me, 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 you can be me, me, me yeah. at 41, but you're mm-hmm. essentially the same. Yeah. No, that's a good point. There's probably a lot of reality TV shows out there that illustrate this really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So... When are you most comfortable? I am most comfortable in either by myself or with small groups of people that I already know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's most comfortable. And I am least comfortable in large events where I'm forced to talk to people. Right. Especially maybe people you're not that familiar with. Or I don't know at all. Or you don't know at all. You have to make small talk. Terrible. Yep. Weddings you, are uh, tough. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, go out and dance. You don't want to dance. No. But I I feel like you probably have a pretty sweet cabbage patch. I mean, it's not bad <laughs> <laughs> from years of practice. But I don't want to do that. You know the trick at weddings. This is what Jerry and I did. The last wedding we drink went a to, bunch. Oh, absolutely. No, that's the first step. You find the bar. You hit a couple. You know, a couple of your favorite go-to drinks. Don't go crazy. You know, okay. like get loose, get loose. And then uh, when it's dancing time, you ask for a slow jam. Right. A good one, you know, some crowd li- pleasing slow jam. Some Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie would be perfect. Okay. The one that we that's our go to and we stole this from a television show, but it's a groovy kind of love by Phil Collins. That's a good one. All right. Uh, and you go out to the floor and you do the chicken dance, but you do it in slow motion. And this okay. is from New Girl, but it's a it's a crowd pleaser. Most people have not seen sure. or forgot that episode. So they're going to think you're all awesome and original for doing slow motion chicken dance. Okay. Yeah. So I, try that next time. I would really not like to do that. That <laughs> sounds really painful. If we're I, at a wedding together. I, that sounds really painful. Who do we know that might get married? Let me tell you what I won't be doing. Any of that stuff. I'm, I'm going to find a way to make this happen. Sounds, all right. That sounds so awful. <laughs> so least comfortable in large crowds. What about comfortable and uncomfortable, but not related to like crowd size? You know, how many people are around? Uh, something that makes me uncomfortable is when people I don't know discuss their personal lives with me. Oh, okay. So if somebody's just spilling it. Yeah, but like if it's if I know you, then I'm happy to talk to you and listen. Sure. But there are some times where I'll run into people who will be who will just dump whatever they have on. Uh huh. Are you talking about they're telling you there's like a life story or like a a very personal issue they're going through in the moment or either or? Either or. Okay. All right. Got you. Yeah. I'm kind of like that too. Although I'm I'm more likely to dig into that and ask for more details, even if I am uncomfortable. Like I'm trying to crawl out of my skin. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, shut it down. Shut it down. Like, hey, uh, are there psychological services available for you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, right. If you can tell it's really distressing yeah. for that person. Yeah, no, I'm uncomfortable there, too. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Is it because you just don't know what to say? I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah. I feel like I should do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, should I call someone for you? Yeah, there's something I can do, really? <laughs> can I bake you a cake? Like, what do you... Right, like, yeah, yeah, can I bake you a cake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, man. No, I get that. I get that. All right, let's see. What do we got next? Oh, here we go. Uh, last question. What do you listen to? What are you listening to in the car? In the car currently mm-hmm. is... I vacillate also between music and podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, 90s hip hop in the C- I have a CD yes. player. You My- have a CD player? Yeah. <laughs> like in Dash? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's awesome. And it still works? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I have. How many discs does it take? Uno. Okay. So this is old school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have Raekwon the Chef's built on. It's called Only Built for Cuban Links. Okay, you know, I'll have to check that out. I, I'm not familiar. One? I'm not familiar. It's a classic. That All was right. his first, uh, his solo album, okay. solo debut. All right. Uh, and I've asked, and the other thing I listen to is podcast. Yeah. Usually the podcasts I listen to are about man stuff. Yeah. Tell me, tell me one of those. I listen to ones about mixed martial arts. Yep. Hip hop. Yep. Joe Rogan, I listen to. Oh, you listen to... um. Who's the guy doing a hip hop podcast that you told me? Talib Kweli. Yes, Talib. That yes. one's great. Yeah. Uh, Quest Love. He's the oh, most famous yeah. drummer from the Roots. Yes. He does a great podcast. I'll have to check that one out. And you like Joe Rogan? I like Joe Rogan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I like UFC Unfiltered, which is. I don't know that one. That is the podcast. It's the UFC's official podcast. Okay. Okay. Funny. Very cool. Yeah. Very um, cool. My favorite podcast, which I always wanted to plug, is called the bjj power hour it's run by one of the guys at the gym it is amazing at your gym yeah that's awesome everybody jump on that yes subscribe to the bjj power hour and listen to the stuff that this the host name is chris that he's able to pull out of people it the thing that's remarkable to me is that he is able to pull things out of people even though it's a podcast about jujitsu oh so he's like He's like Barbara Walters. He's going to cut to the core. Well, he's just so like friendly, I guess, that people like people want to tell open. him their yeah. life story. Yeah, that's interesting. So there have been times on the podcast. And keep in mind, this is like podcast about jujitsu mm-hmm. that people have wept. <laughs> like yeah. Guests have wept. Yeah. That right. means he's a good interviewer. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Chris who? His name is Chris Waters. Waters. And okay. It's called the BJJ Power BJJ Hour. BJJ Power Hour. I am episode 37, mm-hmm. and I accidentally walked into another episode. You what? I walked in. Oh, so you wait. They inter- He interviewed you. Yeah, episode 37. Nice. I, I vaguely remember you doing this. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was scared you were going to quit this podcast and go join that podcast. No. I'm no. Never. And you were accidentally a guest spot on another podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Very well, cool. They, I saw Chris and one of our other friends named Kenny, and he, they were sitting by themselves, and there was a phone on the table. <laughs> so they I, were recording on the phone? Well, I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. So I walked in, and I was going to start busting their chops. Yeah. Like, Look at these two idiots. Yeah. And they left that in. Oh, they were like, sit down. I was oh, like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, they invited you in. I just walked in. into your podcast. No, that's great. I love that energy. Just and, like, man, you're and, part and, of the conversation. And they're like, they were like, sit down. And I was like. 
Uh, no, that's great. Right. We, we did that with Jerry. We were doing our NBA episode, and he got home from playing basketball. Right. We were like, "Come on in, yeah, talk about it." That's great. All right, end us with a with a I don't know some like earth shattering knowledge about Michael Blum. Do, do they want to know how I became a muscle hamster? Yeah, let's do that. What, uh, how'd you get your nickname? Diddy Bread. What's the lamest way to get a nickname? To make one up for yourself. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, sort of. No, I think he's very apt. It's a good nickname for you. So in like 2011, I was watching the NFL draft. Yeah. And there's a guy named Doug Martin who may or may not still be in the NFL, but he was up until recently. Okay. And I was watching the screen and, you know, when they get drafted, the little blurbs come up about them, like mm-hmm. where they went to college, mm-hmm. how much they weigh, you know, how fast they can run, mm-hmm. you know. How, how into Jesus they are. Sometimes yeah, how into Jesus they are. <laughs> um <laughs> So okay. it said Doug Martin, and yeah. Doug Martin is like 5'9", 215 pounds. Okay. Like yoked up. Yeah. And it said teammates call him the muscle hamster. Oh, that's so great. And, and you were like, just like, no, that's mine now. No, I was like, dang, that's a great nickname. <laughs> yeah, it is great. I was like, yeah, but he's he's the muscle hamster, clearly. 5'9", 215 pounds is like a bowling ball. It is. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I was like, dang, that guy's got a great nickname. And then we moved back here in 2017. I was like, what ever happened to that guy? So I Googled Doug Martin and yes. Muscle Hamster. Yeah. And I fa- the first thing I found was this interview, and it said I he- Doug Martin was saying, I hate being called the Muscle oh. Hamster. Don't call me that. Okay. I much prefer to be called the Duganator. The Duganator? And I was like, That's ah, terrible. That sucks. That's so much worse than Muscle Hamster. Yeah, he didn't like it because his teammates in college called him that, even though he didn't like it. So he wanted to get rid of it. So he just went, he, the name he liked was the Duncan. He was trying to start his own nickname. It's uh, never going to work, dude. You're the that, muscle hamster forever. And that sucks. Yeah. Dugginator sucks. Dugginator's awful. And then I thought about it. First, I thought the Dugginator sucks. And then I thought, oh, if he doesn't want to be the muscle hamster, <gasps> it's available. I could be the it's muscle available. hamster, what I always wanted to be. You appropriate that junk. Well, yeah. I didn't even appropriate it because no, it had no ownership. I looked at it like I picked it up off the pile. Okay, the I see what you're saying. Pile. He let it go and you picked it up. I yeah. got you. I got you. It was like a, a dropped pass and you were just yeah, like, I'll it was take a fumble, that. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a purposeful fumble. <laughs> right, And right, I was right. like, oh, I'll be the muscle hamster. And so then I walked into work the next day and I started telling people like, hey, can you call me the muscle hamster? Was this it next? Yeah. I thought you had had it before then. No, I just Googled it. And I was like, can you call You're me? so confident about your usage yeah. of it that it feels like you picked it up in college or high school or something. No. Okay, well, this is be- this is a better origin story. You're it's, just like, you know what? This is who I am now. I'm the muscle hamster. That's great. I, I always want- I wanted to be the muscle hamster for a long time. Yeah. And then one faithful Google search, I, I, it was there for me. Do you know what I love about your nickname is that when we're texting, especially in a group, I can just... I can just do the the like arm, yeah. you know, the yeah. bicep emoji yes. and the hamster emoji, and everybody knows what yeah, we're with, talking about. That's yeah. right. The mm-hmm. other thing I like about the muscle hamster, of uh, being the muscle hamster, is uh, you can. It's one of those nicknames that you can say around anybody. Yeah. Like, and, and they'll get it. It's not offensive. You don't have to explain it. Right. It's not offensive. Some it's my, cute. Some of my friends have nicknames that you can't use in polite company. Right. So that's always awkward. And yeah. Then, the other thing is the muscle hamster, of course, is super ironic. So I'm very little. I don't really have any hair. I don't think it's ironic. Well, the hair, maybe. I, I didn't even think about that, though. I just think, like, you're a compact dude, but you do have 
a good bit of muscle because you work it out. Muscle. I no. do. I like to lift weights, but I'm not very yeah. strong. I don't have a lot of muscles. Well, hamsters don't either. That's true. But, That's true. But, but Doug Martin they can, does. They can, they can hold their own in their own circles, which yes. is what I'm saying. You hold your own in your weight class at jujitsu. I don't, but I wish someday. <laughs> Let's just say you do. Okay, I'll lie about it. Freaking Dugginator. That's such a, oh, that's gross. That just makes me think like. It's corny. It it's is corny, corny, but it also, it just screams like it's loudest, reddest face guy in the frat house kind of. Oh, the, I was the thinking like corniest guy in the office. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yep. That's, that's more what it is. Like that wears short sleeve button up shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. from like 1984. Mm-hmm, and he's like, I'm mm-hmm. the Duganator. I'll right. take over A little this. bit of a mullet. Just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take yep. over this accounting project. The Duganator's right. got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just For sure. Rolls their eyes. and doesn't want to help. <laughs> yeah. Well, his loss. Cause that nickname rocks and now it's yours. Yes. So. Okay. Well, on that note, I feel like listeners know a good deal more about you and I than they did before. Successful. (laughs) Yes. So thanks for this idea. This was good. I like uh, I like that we're getting ourselves out there, and I hope listeners that you feel more endeared to us, and that um, you know you're part of the Splain Yourself family. Yes, that's how we think of you. So follow us all the social media. You know where to go. Splain underscore yourself. That's right. Of course, if you tweet us you know who you, you get you can talk to the muscle hamster directly he's so congenial that's right i'll be very polite to you and that can be your daily brush with fame that's exactly right you and the muscle hamster just that's, you can tell your friends that's that right you know I talk him. to the muscle hamster <laughs> all right keep downloading you? keep listening that's we, right we thank you and always be ready to explain yourself always be ready to explain yourself <laughs>